podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Road End Podcast, where each week we will speak to a new guest, get to know them and talk all things Liverpool. Hello everyone, welcome to the Road End Podcast. I'm delighted to say today I'm joined by the face of the cop, Mike Kearney. Thanks for joining us today, Mike. How's things? No worries, mate. Yeah, thanks for having us on. Uh, all good, apart from Monday night, obviously, but all good otherwise. <laughs> Let's not talk about that. I've only just got over it. What did yeah. you think? Uh, from where we were when we played City in the, in the Community Shield, I can't believe the drop off. It's like I don't, I don't know where we've gone. We looked full of energy against City. We looked like we were going to have a, a, a fantastic season. We still might, and we still yeah. probably will finish. Up, up in the top places and maybe go far in cups and that, but to to see the the drop off at Fulham firstly and then we were a bit better against Palace I thought until the red cards and then we had to try and get there with ten men and, and Diaz and Salah looked the best they've looked all season in that game but you can't you can't play like that at Monday. No. I, you ex- they expected a, a response against United after they got walloped themselves the week before. Yeah, see, I've, it's with the, um... disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, with the with the City one. I think everyone was excited for that after that game um, because, you know, we look like, oh, here we go. You know, we're ahead of where we need to be. Fulham next week, we'll be flying and then we just never come out the blocks. But I've called Fulham a one-off and I've also called Palace a one-off and then we went to United and it's not a one-off, it's a bad blip and it needs sorting out soon as because I think as everyone, we've looked at it and we've all said, you know, if the quality is not there, we can sort of, deal with that but if the effort's not there that's not good enough it's always the hardest thing isn't it you never want to say they don't want to win or they don't want to be there but when you're watching on on Monday there and there's people getting jogging or walking back into place and like oh, oh I, I can't do that I can't do nothing about that someone else's job that yeah and that's never been a, a Jürgen Klopp Liverpool side ever no and I... it's, you can see it creeping in now and it's not what we want and you see Milner having to go with uh, Virgil the other day, don't you? And it, like none of them come out of the, none, none of them come out of that really with much credit. No. Um, Carvalho came on and did well for me, and, and I'd start him probably Saturday. Uh, I was, I was, and, I and, that. And Diaz in the first half looked sharp enough when he was on the ball, but didn't really get it all that often. No, collectively, just all over, it wasn't good enough. It was just, I don't know. I thought that was the occasion, mate, to. To sort of put a rubber stamp on the season, um, away at United, you've got to be up for that. Just you know, yeah, we, it just looked like they were waiting for it to happen instead of making it happen. And that, as I said, like that's never been a Liverpool thing. We've always gone out and made it happen. Yeah, but the, the problem you've got season. is the last seven games we've waited for it to happen. We can't afford to yeah. keep going behind. It's, it's we need to come out the blocks because that's all we ever know. We've never knew a club side that waits for someone else to score for us, and now it just seems like it's a bit of a routine and. It can't it's, 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 a, it's a different feeling to the back end of last season when, you know, we I think it's nine of our last 11 games we've, we've conceded the first goal. But last yeah. season, I was never in doubt. Like, I remember Southampton, the whole change team. Yeah. We, we go there and win. Villa, we go 1 0 down, we go and win because we, we go and equalise straight away. Like, we're not having this. Yeah. Exactly. I, there's no there's no sense of that this season so far. No, it's the urgency, isn't it? Lack of urgency. That's probably what it is, mate. And I. I you know, we're not the ones who've got to find out why that is the case. But or you'd, you'd imagine this week they'd, they'd be having meetings about what what's going on and and sorting it out. And 
you should have a, a theoretically a decent game to sort everything out and get back on track. Yeah. Saturday, you'd imagine, but that that could also be a potential <laughs> banana skin. Yeah, we all know that these games are probably our hardest, aren't they? These type because if you look on paper at the start of the season, the fixtures you were sort of happy with that start, and then it's the opposite, isn't it? Yeah, especially after that city game, as I mentioned before, I, I was I was really happy with the fixtures. I thought we'll get you get United out the way fairly early, mm-hmm. um, and the way they started, you were licking your lips. If we if we'd have turned up, you, you'd have seen maybe another. Four or five, it, you know, if we play the no the way we know we can, yeah. But yeah. It's, and you can sort of like like I did with Fulham, you can reason that away as they're promoted. We were miles off it, and we probably were inches away from winning it. Really, yeah. Uh, the Henderson like we probably wouldn't have deserved the win, but you could you like we, we had enough chances that game, and then the Palace one, I think we probably win if there's another fifteen minutes in the game, weirdly or. or, or <laughs> Or oh, Darwin doesn't throw his head in. Um, oh, we, prob- we probably do go on to win, but look, it's a, it's a, it's a long season. Yeah. Maybe the title, maybe the title might be a bit more of a big ask now. But when's, it, when's looks, it ever been easy? Oh, I know. And by the looks of this season already, it's going to be up and down all over the place, isn't it? I couldn't even tell you the top six. <laughs> no, it's it's refreshing to see Newcastle having a go at City. Was I, I genuinely thought City had walloped them, but so the, like. Newcastle came out and went on the down. You thought, oh, here we go, and then the, and then they fought back and they got it to three one. But then City just turned it on, didn't they? And, and had that bit of what we had last season. Yeah, having having this, and they got it back to three with within minutes. So you're right, all back, back rightly level. so, by the way, because Newcastle were up for it, the crowd was up for it, everyone was up for it. And it's a tough place to go when it's like that, and especially now they've added a little bit of quality and obviously a little bit of money. Um, but fair play to City for coming back. But again, that's one of them games where you're thinking. These are dropping three points here. We've got to win tomorrow. And then yeah, that's what happens. <laughs> that's that's the other thing, isn't it? About it, you, you know, we we've had two drops or uh, two, two four drops already before that game. We kick, we kick off at United and we got a chance to make it back to two and theoretically put it back in our hands properly because we've got the two games against City to play this season. Yeah, I don't, I don't mind even like what are we now seven behind them. Yeah, we have to go and beat them twice, and we're still behind them. Even though they're not going to be foot perfect, they've, they've won a point. They've won a title on hundred points once. They won it on ninety eight once. No one's going to win a title on hundred plus points. I don't think this season, no matter no. how good City are. I can't even see ninety of... points. If I'm being honest with you, just the way I can see things at the moment, because usually you can sort of get a feel for who's going to be there or thereabouts, and you can see who's going to be poor and they're going to go down that type of thing. But everyone's at it. Yeah, and uh, you know Palace. If it, they've got Palace at the weekends, and and maybe we'll see that Palace will be a good a good test for them. Yeah, that Anderson's very clever, not just for the two winds and Nunez up, but you know he's a good he's a good, uh, good draft, player, isn't he? Very solid. Putting the ball over the top early against Arsenal and us, um, uh, and he'll be doing it against City as well because they play a high line. Yeah, and yeah, as you see at the weekend, there they can be got at, and it's it's not over. It's it's not over. No. Of course, it's not, but it's it's massively disappointing the start after that community shield game. Yeah, if we say it's over now, what's the point in watching it? <laughs> oh no, yeah. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about you, anyway. Um, obviously, from what people have seen, they've seen like YouTube clips. They've seen you on the likes of um, at the training grounds. They've seen you. You know, is Stephen's your friend, isn't he? Yeah, he's my cousin, Ashley. Your cousin. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. So. 
like we obviously grown up together since there's only I'm thirty this year and Stephen's thirty one. Right. This year, so th- th- we're very close in terms of age. Our mums um, is where the, the their sisters. So like we, we used to spend a lot of time together growing up. Our Stephen's got a brother and sister as well, and every weekend we'd have you know all the family rounds and stuff like that. So people would say it. It looks like a really close bond, and to be honest, sometimes it feels more like my brother than my cousin. Yeah. Um. But yeah, every, what what's what's wild about it, even to this day, when we look back at the whole thing from that Napoli game onwards, is how it just took off. Yeah. Um. Because we've been doing it for for years. Like I've been going the game on my own since I was fourteen, fifteen, with my cousins and stuff like that, or like a couple of uh, uncles or friends and what have you, and. My eyesight's never always been the best, but yeah. it, it got worse and worse as I got older. Um, and for anyone so, yeah. that doesn't know about that, is there was there a specific cause for it? Or no, I was born, uh, I was registered blind at birth. Right. Um, so the, the technicalities around being, I think it, they, they've changed the wording of it now. Yeah. Um, it used to be registered past sight and registered blind, and there's like a percentage where like most people have got twenty twenty vision. I don't know where the where the where the boundaries are for partially sighted versus being registered blind, but I was diagnosed when I was seven years old. But I'd always I'd always had sight problems. Uh, I used to wear glasses until I was eighteen, nineteen, and then my eyesight went a little bit re- better than it's ever been for about three or four years before it completely went back downhill and went really blurry and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I've I've basically had it on my life, so it's all I've ever known. Right, okay, but again. It's you know you're getting you're getting the game, it's you're getting the pretty much from what I can see. Stephen gives a better uh, commentary than half of the commentators that we listen to. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, sometimes, some sometimes, yeah, sometimes, but, but it's not hard, is it? When you've got the likes of the Martin Tyler or oh. like all, all the other TVs that I've got, like on, on co-commentary and that Jermaine Genus, etc. I feel oh. harsh naming them because they're probably all right, aren't they? Like away, the problem. Genus is probably a nice enough seller, like, but he's just he's he's dull. Yeah, does that mean what we want is a bit a little bit of excitement while we listen to it? We want someone on the fence who's just a pretty much a neutral fan. No, you know, yeah. just want to watch footy, want to commentate on it, and want to just get excited by it. And instead, we have certain people, you know. Well, let's not get into the names, like you've said, but ones that just dry it out or go completely against us. <laughs> it feels like that anyway. Uh, it, it does, yeah. But when I've got Asti in the ground and that, from like what I can't see, tells me obviously. So yeah, it's probably always got a little bit of, but it's probably always might be a little bit biased. But as I said, I've grown up with Asti, even so we I, like we know each other inside out. Yeah, and I like I know we sort of always had a similar opinion on football. Yeah, um, so like even when I don't go with Asti and go to the friends and that, they like the people I'll go with. I, because I've known them for such a while, you, you, it's the trust, isn't it? So yeah, and I, I always go back and watch it again when I come home and stuff like that. Like everyone does, I suppose. Yeah, that's good. That's well, it's nice to know that you, you know, so everyone's honest with you. <laughs> because yeah. everyone could just say, "Oh yeah, we're playing quality here, lads." But, you know. <laughs> no, <yeah. laughs> um, so do you know the do you know the um, the invite to Melwood? How did that come about? Because I, I mean, I've watched that a couple of times. And I'm not going to lie, the first time I watched it, it got me a little bit overwhelmed. It was brilliant. So the uh, I remember the week that week it happened. We played Napoli on the Tuesday, um, yeah. and there's a, a, a his name's Tony. 
the two cameramen who got us originally were Tony, Tony Martinez and Tony Cherchi. Yeah. Uh, and they worked for a, a Spanish TV company in Florida. Right. Um, and we didn't know that they... So after the, after it all happened, I spoke to them and stuff like that, and they said that they'd seen me and Stephen walking in. Um, and obviously Stephen was diving me, so yeah, they said, "Oh, the, you know, these brothers, cousins, whatever, friends, there that they're, they're coming to the game." And uh, there is there's headsets available at, at, at like Anfields and, and other other football grounds, and that. But I, I, it's my personal preference not to. I used to use them years ago for checking up now and again, but my personal preference is to to do it as. As has been seen, you know, without I watch whatever I can and ask even feeling they don't want to miss. Yes. Um. So that Tuesday, like, did asked us to do a little bit of an interview at half time. I was like, Nah, I'm all right. You know, I didn't, I didn't know what he was getting at. I didn't know they caught the video and we're going to put it online. I just went, Nah, I just it was. I want to go for a pint because it's it's match day, isn't it? Yeah. I was like, Nah, you're all right. I forgot about it. Next day, I woke up uh, to a couple of messages saying, "Is this you? Is this you?" Um, because the Tony, I put it on one of the Tonys, I put it on his Twitter, and it had gone mad. Yeah. Um, and then I was out with my mum and my goddaughter, and we were having a meal, and I just my phone was boiling off because I was just getting tagged in it all over the gaff. <laughs> so from from there, like it was that was nice enough, and like wow, that's mad in it. All the comments are lovely and stuff like that. I mean, I still were laughing at it and couldn't believe it. Uh, and then the Friday that week. Tony Barrett rings me um, and said, like Mo, Mo had said to him, we need to get him in. What can we do for the lads? What can we can we get them in? So to, he, he asked Tony to get in touch with me and that's where it all came about. We played United that weekend um, and we beat them 3-1. It's the one where Shaqiri comes off the bench and we score them two goals. Oh, what a day. Uh, so I, I knew I was going from the Friday onwards. I couldn't say nothing to no one, obviously. And I was, thinking, I was watching that United game thinking, please don't get injured or don't get beat. Because it might get called off on the on the uh, on the Tuesday after we went in, yeah. And then from there, it was it was so, so silly. I like turning up at Melwood, still thinking we were going to go. Nah, we we've turned it off. Or like, nah, it's, it's not happening. But yeah, we that's how it all came about. Basically, it came from from Mo Salah himself saying, "Let's get him in and see what we can do." And it, he didn't have to, and he you know he took the time and effort to do it. So I'll yeah. never not appreciate that. Oh, it's brilliant. Um, because people don't see that side of things; they just see. Obviously, these robots on a pitch week in, week out, and they don't see the stuff that actually goes on outside. Now, for him to recognise that and to obviously invite you in and obviously yeah. meet the players, meet everyone, talk to you, spend time with you, that's the biggest thing, isn't it? When someone just appreciates you and spends some time and they're actually normal. Yeah, I think that's what we all saw. I, I, I definitely used to think footballers were were different for some reason. I don't know why. Obviously, when you're growing up, you like your idols, aren't they? Yeah. Um, but but ultimately they're just you. They're just good at football. Like they they're the, they're the same. You know they may have different views and stuff like that. And like the world we know, people's people's views aren't always the same. But they are in, interested in football like we were when we were kids. And they've grown up wanting to be a footballer and managed it. And they they live in our dreams essentially. So I'm oh, definitely living our dreams. <laughs> it's a it's 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 humbling to see and how how nice everyone is and. It's exactly what you want. What you want your football club to be like. You don't want them to be rude or divvies or like that. Too. Yeah, we we've got a group of lads there. When who's, from when I went in, who surprised you on that day most? Um, so I don't think we were meant. 
we where we were standing while we were waiting for Salah, we we didn't expect Jürgen to come down the stairs from his office. Yeah. With the camera we, we were just standing around talking to the cameraman and that and they were like, Yeah, we'll be out in a minute, we we'll get ready, blah, blah, blah. We had the microphones put on and stuff like that and just said, Right, we'll, we'll off you go, we'll we'll film you when we film you sort of thing. Yeah. But they didn't expect Jürgen to come downstairs so they had to run and get behind the mic uh, the cameras and and crack on and Jürgen was dead silent. Uh Pep Linders as well and a couple of his others were, were really nice and all the players, to be honest, uh, Shakiri was sound. Yeah, he's, he was made up to see us and, and spent a good 10, 15 minutes talking to us, really, just being de- like being down to earth, as, as they all are, to be honest. Um, there's a couple I didn't get to meet uh, because of a couple of injuries at the time. Like, I never met Trent. He went off injured Yeah, in the Napoli game. Uh, Joe Gomez uh, broke his leg, you know, fractured oh, his yeah. leg in, the, in, in Burnley. Uh, that December, a couple of couple of a week maybe before really, um, and Matip was out, I think, as well. Um, I I um, I didn't see Joe, but yeah, you know, I met pretty much everyone. Um, and they were all just dead sound. I couldn't really single one out, but they were all like they were all made up to see me and our day, and it was it was it was surreal. Like they're all they're all around our age, aren't they? As well at the same yeah. time, so I think so. It's like they're just fellas. Well, that's it, isn't it? At the end of the day, they are. They just but. Like you said earlier, we um you don't really feel like that sometimes because the perception of obviously football is the superstars, aren't they? Yeah, and I think, like I said before, I think it's it's when you're growing up, do you do you, you idolise them, don't you? Like, like yeah. Fowler, Owen, Gerard. I, I I always say now, like when people ask me about it and stuff like that, I love Liverpool. I've always loved Liverpool, but I don't think that would have happened under a different regime or a different group of players. Like I love Gerard. And stuff like that, and he did a lot, and Carragher did a lot for for people as well around City, Liverpool, and I'm going into Melbourne maybe and stuff like that. But for a player to to reach out like Mo did, yeah, I, that's, I don't, that's I, pure I, effort, that isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I, I I think it could have been Sadio, it could have been Bobby, it could have been anyone on that team. I think they'd have still acted the same way. Probably just it it's a proper. I've never felt a closer bond with the with the team than I do now, and that's not just because I'm speaking from experience of, of obviously having that happen. Yeah, but it was like beforehand as well. You know, just the stuff with um, you know, you're seeing them going up to the UNs and stuff like that, and giving kids t-shirts, and you know, even the things after me, uh, which Nivia have, have been a, a good part of. Yeah, they've um, been brilliant, haven't they? Just, yeah, the stuff with Lee and Sadio last year, the stuff recently just gone last week. Um, fans of fans. Yeah, Virgil and that just bouncing the dovey in, in Liverpool, <laughs> giving a couple of people, you know, a couple of balls and shirts and spending time with them and that. Yeah, that that tiny bit of effort goes a long way. Goes a it long does, way. yeah, it does, and it helps when you've got obviously a, a nice bunch of players to to make it look like it's not forced because it's not. They genuinely want to spend time with people. Yeah, definitely. Um, so in in terms of growing up, obviously you mentioned a little bit about how close you and your Steve were earlier. Um, what who was your biggest influence? And that can be, you know, both both your personal and probably on the pitch as well. Um, that's a tough question, but it is, it is a tough question. <laughs> you know what? I've never really thought. I had them like I live with my mum and my nan, yeah. um, and you know, it's often the people who you're surrounded with where you get your values from, and that isn't it. Yeah. Um, so like. I think that I think them probably a massive um, um, and they're both blues as well, weirdly enough. Gross. But uh, yeah, the um, like I, I 
I, I never really thought about it to be honest with you. But yeah, my my parents, my my nan, um, or my or my cousin, everyone I was surrounded with really with the yeah. It uh, sounds like you've had a close bond, definitely. And obviously, as the years have gone on, as you said, with your eyes sort of let's say deteriorating in a way, um, you you couldn't ask for better people around you, could you? No, you can't. Is that? Look, I'd I'd have been the same for anyone in the family as well. If if the roles were reversed, so that's that's I've never really thought about who's my role model. Really, I I, just, I loved Liverpool and that obviously, but it what was about always... on the pitch then on the pitch. On the pitch um, yeah. Who's your idols growing up? Obviously, you've got uh, the Stevie Gerrards. and that life. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I played midfield a lot, um, and then I dropped back to to centre half as well. Even though I'm I'm. <laughs> I'm I'm only as tall as uh, what's his face, the, the short United centre half. I, I played, <laughs> yeah. So I I played centre half right back and and, and centre mid a lot. Of, and I always used to vote, like have the values of of Carragher. Yeah. And I was defending like you, you you can't stop you you've got to throw your body on the line stuff like that. Um, even if it's even like the, you remember everyone remembers camping up down in Istanbul. Oh yeah. So uh, like the, I. I'd always say that, like I, I just wanted to be the heartbeat and be involved because being involved was was always because I used to play with people who were fully sighted as well for a lot of the time growing up. Yeah, it always felt like I was I was having to prove myself a little bit more. Um, but it was never like I never felt out of place. Uh, I always good. I always got I always got my own. Uh, I always got involved with goals and assists and what have you. So like I wasn't. Oh, I I don't know. Is that, Probably them too, yeah. But that that's mainly a little bit easy, isn't it? I I when I remember signing when we signed Javi Alonso, I always thought I want to pass like him. Oh yeah, he, he looks effortless. Um, but yeah, that was, I was always I can't remember seeing him in my generation because obviously, but let's go back. You've got Jan Mulbys in our previous generations, and when we got Alonso, and um, he was just like this superstar, weren't he? You put him next to Gerrard, and the passing, the even the shooting from well, 50, 60 yards. It's just something, something about him that I'll never forgive Benitez for. <laughs> yeah, it, it was sort of handled a bit off, like really poorly, the, the Alonso stuff. And and who knows, you know, maybe if he had gone that summer and we did get out of Barry, as as the plan was was looking, it might have turned out all right, you know, because Barry was all right. He wasn't, he wasn't yeah. crap. Yeah, it, it, was I, all, I don't think it was but, that, was it? It was the fact of no, how it was, it was just, handled, weren't it? Because we yeah, all idolised Alonso. The year later, he, he goes, doesn't he? And we get Aquilani, he was nowhere near as as potent because of his injuries and stuff like that um, and it just it just felt like a sour end to to what was a decent Liverpool career I mean sometimes people can look back at Alonso and maybe revel more than the mate because I think he only had like maybe two or three good seasons and he was there five wasn't he yeah yeah if, I, so, I can't remember what season it was but he, he did have an off season but it was it was sort of when all that talk was out but then the season after yeah. I think it was his last season he was unbelievable and you could see that he was either playing for a move or he was proving a point. And I think it to was the 08-09 where he finished second, weren't it? Where he, he was a, one of the yeah. one of the better players. And to be fair to him, you know, yeah, it hasn't worked out bad, has it? <laughs> no, he's whatever. Whatever, and he's with everyone he's been. Yeah, <laughs> and went back to his home country, didn't he, in Spain, and won Everton with Madrid. So, yeah, fair play. Yeah. He'll always he'll always be respected and like really really well liked. But yeah. As as in for like influences and stuff like that, they're the only ones I can really remember want to be like. Oh yeah, I think I mean you couldn't have named the better two or three, can you? I think we're all the same, no. especially from Liverpool, the Carragher and the Gerrards. They're going to be the obvious answers, but yeah, the Alonso yeah. one, I definitely go with that because that's when I was 
a teenager. I'm the same. How old same, are you? mate. Yeah, you thirty. Thirty. Yeah. yeah, I'm thirty-one, and he was like, he was my teenage years. I mean, that that was like the pinnacle of me. Fourteen, fifteen, when Alonso was there, unbelievable. Yeah, I started wearing number fourteen as well. Did you? <laughs> Which, yeah, so because uh, like, I played centre mid a lot at the time then. Um, yeah, and I, I was just like, I want to pass like him. I want to, I want to be able to because he was playing like 50, 60 yard balls, splitting defences wide open on some some occasions and stuff like that. It's like doing effortless it as well, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And I always thought when I, like he'd uh, he'd do it like five five six times a game, and when you do one in one game, you'd be like, yes, I, I just. I, I, <laughs> That's that's classic. That I'd like. I mean, I'm into that. I want to be want to be more like that. And then the next five were rubbish. No, yeah, the next five over it. <laughs> or out of the way. And it'd be played simple. Yeah. <laughs> so, as uh, what's your earliest memory, Anfield? Can you remember going back? Uh, my first ever game was quite late, really. I, I went to a 2003 uh, FA Cup fourth round or third round. We played Portsmouth and we drew one all. Uh, I think it was the season after the treble, so it must yeah. have been two thousand two, even. Yeah, two thousand two. Um, yeah, so like obviously I've been I've been watching since from a young age really, and then got madly into it the year of the treble. Um, yeah. So then it was like pestering, I want to go, I want to go, I want to go. Um, and we remember we had four tickets in a row, which is quite rare. Uh, but we went, we were in the Anfield Road End, uh, just a general sale thing. I think we got them because yeah, obviously FA Cup. And it, it, it was it was everything you always wanted to do, don't you? you go out, come out of the, the stand, look at the pitch. And it's like, you, everyone will never forget the first game. Um, but yeah, it was a one-all draw. Sadly, uh, Owen scored the first goal. And I can't remember. I think it might have been Matty Taylor or something. I just, I think it was because he played for them for Yonks. And he always scored. Um, <laughs> and he always scored, yeah. It probably wasn't. It probably wasn't him. I just want to say it was him because he always scored, as you said. But yeah, Portsmouth uh, was my first ever game. And it slowly built up from there, really, from the age of 11 to going every game at home and, yeah. and most most aways as well for a couple of years, uh, from like 15 to, to 20, 22. And, and then carried on from, from there, really, just going to home games and stuff like that whenever you can get them. Um, I'm still not a season ticket holder, which is a a a, a bane of my life. But I'm a all but all but name really. I've got 19 homes and stuff like that on my members card, so I'm I'm at every home game. Um, you're pushing her. You're pushing her. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I should be on the list. I should be getting near the bottom of the list now. I've been on it since about seven or eight. So, Jesus. Well, they don't um, take anyone on that list anymore, do they? It's got rid of No, it. it's closed, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm not surprised. Like, there's fellas in that copy who are about 320. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> the amnesty the other, the other years got rid of that, hasn't it? I think where you could you could put the name in your ticket and that. Yeah. It had to, didn't it? Yeah, yeah. Because, as you said, people who were gone from like the, the early days. Yeah. Um. So, in terms of, you've, you've said the two or three players, but the greatest player to wear a Liverpool shirt, in your opinion? Um, yeah, from what when, you've when seen, yeah, I was gonna say when you get asked these questions, you've got to you've got to go on from what you've seen because it'd be yeah. easy for me to say Daglish, wouldn't it? Oh, really? but, yeah. I mean, like all the stuff you see of him, he was he would have been any era, and he'd have been up there as the best. But f- from what I've seen, I think there's three that are probably tied, and I can't split them. And it's Gerard Suarez and Salah. I think 
for for what he can do on the ball, for how ruthless Salah can be. You know, his first ever season at Liverpool, he gets two league goals. And we'd all thought like we'd never see goals like Suarez again and, and his Mo popping up with 32 and, and 12 assists in the same year. Yeah, it was um, incredible. I, again, you think it wouldn't be much, but it was. It was just, wow. This, the yeah. Suarez one. And I mean, the, the, the funny thing about that Suarez 31 goal season is he doesn't play the first five games because he the Ivanovic bite, I think. Yeah. Um, and then he's he, he stops, he, he, he sort of. I think he stopped scoring as much really from like January to February. Yeah, he has an off um, he has an off few weeks, but then just starts but again, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, like it, you what it's it's phenomenal. I'll I'll just there's there's a goal I always think about because I, I remember watching that um the Newcastle game, the last game of that season in thirteen fourteen. Yeah. Where we knew it wasn't ours anymore and stuff like that. Uh we, like 'cause I think West Ham needs to beat City, didn't he? Yeah. Um but we knew like it wasn't gonna happen. It wasn't like this season where it, you know, the last season just gone where Villa were two 0 up, but it was nearly there and stuff like that. It was it was pretty much impossible. He never gone to happen that that year. But I, the maddest thing I've ever seen that Suarez done didn't count because Phil Dowd, the referee, called it off that day. We had a free kick way out on the right hand side by the centenary. Yeah, uh, gone towards Danny Rhodes end, and he he took it quick and sl- scored. And it was like it was at a stupid angle, really, really mad angle. And he just took it dead quick and scored. And the keeper was in and set. So like everyone was going, "Why is the ref called it off?" But he never blew his whistle. Um, and I was like, "That's just a genius, of the man." Like he, he's always thinking. He's always sharp and ready to go. Um, yeah, he was. He was incredible. Yeah, the, the games against Norwich where he's later now you find out that he played in Steven Gerrard's boots, which was mad. He had the, a bad uh, swollen ankle. Yeah, I remember that. And it's, it's, uh, he got like two sizes up or something, weren't it? Yeah, he, he, wore, he wore someone else's boots. I think it might have been Gerard's. I read something about it. Uh, and he, he played with a bad swollen ankle and scored four goals. And one of them was that mad volley from miles out. Unbelievable, uh, just, And yeah, just a insatiable for goals. Salah and, and, Ger- and Suarez. Um, and Gerard is... Is Gerard. Is Gerard, yeah. <laughs> the heartbeat for so many years. The... The the oh eight oh nine season with Torres was phenomenal. Um but the oh five oh six season where he's you know, the, we were in the FA Cup and he'd not like he had a baby that week and he'd not much had, had much kip and all that stuff that new parents get along with and he's camping up and he scores the goal he does. Like he was he was all our idols really when we were that age yeah. and a bit younger and stuff like that. And I, I think from what I've seen, all all the players in the squad are brilliant, but then three I'd have to say uh, a difference, and maybe Van Dijk, if you know, if we if we go and win a couple of more titles in the next four or five years, towards the end of his year, if you ask me, then I'd, I'd, he'd be up there as well. We asked our guests to choose their ultimate five-a-side team who they've seen live playing for Liverpool. Let's find out what they said. Who I've seen live, the greatest five-a-side team has to be Alisson in goal. Because uh, he, I reckon he'd be all right out, out as well. Uh, yeah, rushing forward and stuff like that. Sweeper. Uh, I go Van Dijk, Gerard, Suarez, and Salah. I don't think there's any surprises there. To be fair, um, I think that team would would be impossible to play against on a five side pitch. It was, and I'll be honest with you, I thought it'd be a lot longer than that because of the players we've had over time. But you've just put it in thirty seconds, and it was unbelievable. 
Yeah, I, you could have loads of different scenarios, really, but I just thought the ones I've enjoyed watching the most, the ones who are so clearly the best at what they do for a long period of time, I think you can't not have them five from from the, my generations of, of, of watching them anyway. No, definitely, definitely. And I mean, I don't think anyone would like to come up against that five aside to you. No, not at all. There's goals all over it. There's Suarez and, and Gerard biting into tackles and... Oh, you know, Van Dijk. People. <laughs> yeah, but, well, yeah. <laughs> but like that whole team is is good on the ball. Like Van Dijk would be would be phenomenal at five side because he's huge. He, he, you'd, you'd never spin past him, and his passing range is ridiculous. And he's probably got a good shot on him as well. So just imagine we've seen it on eleven aside, we've seen it in the biggest grounds. But imagine trying to slot one past Allison in five aside. Well, you've got no chance. It's ridiculous. You've got absolutely no chance. Yeah, he's a monster. He's a monster, but doesn't look like a monster. No, and it's weird, you know, because like, I'm not the tallest, but I don't like I didn't feel like he towered over me. But he's a big man. He's like, yeah. he, he and he he he, all, he looks bigger when he's playing footy. Weirdly, he's got this he's got this weird thing where he can just make himself look massive out of nowhere, and he'd be on top of you in the in the split second where you think you're in, you, you get your head up to have a look where you are, and he's there, and you can't get past him. <laughs> right, Mike. Uh, we'll call it a day there, but thanks very much for joining us, mate. I'll get this out in the next couple of weeks, and I'm sure everyone will give you massive feedback. It's it's been great to have you on and listen to a little bit about you, um, a little bit about what you enjoy at the match, and yeah, I um, hope to catch it again soon. Yeah, nice one, Travis. On, mate. Nice one. Thanks to everyone for listening to today's episode. Don't forget to follow our social media, twitter.com slash the road end pod, and also our Instagram page, instagram.com forward slash the road end pod. <laughs>